Hello, creative people. Welcome to Creative Conversations. My name is Hollis Citron, and we are so happy that you have chosen to spend your time with us. I am owner and founder of I Am Creative and Express Yourself Publishing, and I am on a mission to expand the definition of creativity beyond a pencil and a paintbrush and to empower people, especially adults, to own their voices and talents that come in so many different forms. This space was created to talk to people with all different kinds of jobs, hobbies, and interests, and to have conversations about experiences and perspectives all centered around three questions. How do you define creativity? How do you incorporate it into your life? And why do you think it's important? Then we have a free-flowing conversation and we see where it goes. So I have had the opportunity to speak to so many. I've spoken to musicians, comedians, doctor, lawyer, wrestlers, Reiki masters, and entrepreneurs as young as 13. And these conversations explore the reality that creativity is not cute, it is necessary. People have defined creativity as that magic spark, how we show up in our life, imagination, basically all that we are and want to be, do, or have. So I believe from my heart that sharing these stories gives one the ability to expand their thinking, open themselves up for more self-expression, to feel more empowered, connected, and dare I say, happy. So my inspiring guest for today is Daisy Batance. She founded Little Buddha, an eco-friendly, all-natural skincare company in 2018, after leaving her 14-year career in finance to follow her true purpose. Daisy is also the founder of Lotus Rising, which is an intuitive Reiki practice. She is an avid lover of nature and travel and lives a clean and holistic lifestyle. Daisy, welcome to the space. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. How I, are you? My complete are... apologies. <laughs> it's okay. I, I know how to do this and then I don't know what happened. So I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's okay. It happens a lot. It's all right. It's been a while since we practiced. So I am so glad that it didn't take that long. I'm glad you're here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So looking forward to this conversation and for people to know more about you. So I read the tiniest bit about you. So could you please, whatever you want to share, um, just tell us a little bit more before we dive in. Yes. Uh, in regards to the my chapter? No, to, uh, whatever you wanted, just about you in general. I read the little bit about your bio. I read your bio, but whatever else you want to share before we get started. Well, um, first and foremost, I just wanted to say thank you so much for having me um, involved with all, all of these amazing processes from starting to write the, the chapter, meeting all the incredible um, other co-authors, and just bringing um, my my healing journey to the, to the next level. So I just want to say a huge thank you to you. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> but thank and, you. Of course, and, and providing this space for people to be able to, to do this and, and have our voice out there. So oh. I say thank you so much for that. And um, just a little bit about me. I, I'm really big into um, learning how to do be part of your own self-healing journey. Um, I feel like growth is never ending. Um, and it's a really huge process of, of me and, and who I am. And just um, hoping to inspire other people that you have the ability to change your life and you have the ability to live the life of your dreams. You just have to really um, dig deep and find out what that is and um, be dedicated to yourself and getting to live the life that you really want. So that's something that... Um, I really hope to inspire. Um, and if it's just one person, I, that's, that's my, my biggest inspiration. Mm. I, I, there's, this is going to be such a great conversation because uh, what you just said, which I'm looking forward to diving in more is when you said to live your dreams and find out what it is. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people don't know, or they don't think they know, but they do know, <laughs> you know, they've kind of buried it. So I think just in saying those one, two, three, four, five words, find out what it is. That's really, that's really powerful. 
Um, okay, so let's just dive in here and uh, then we will go deeper into your journey. But we are going to start with the would you rather question first. So are you ready, Miss Daisy? I'm ready. Okay. Would you rather play hide and seek or dodgeball? Hmm. I would say dodgeball. Really? Yeah. Why? <laughs> <laughs> I I think I think normally I would have picked hide and seek, so I'm gonna go out of my comfort zone and go with dodgeball. Ah, love that. Yeah. As I so I intuitively kind of picked these questions and I kept coming back to this one. I just like <laughs> I was like, no, I guess it was bringing up stuff for me. I'm like, yeah. I like dodgeball because I was good at it. But at the same time, people could be really mean with how like hard they belted that ball. They took it really seriously. I, I feel like I didn't like I, I feel like like even the, like the chapter of the book, like I, I hid a lot of my life. Mm. Um, so to be able to go out there and, you know, maybe be aggressive, let out the aggression or run around, be active. Um, I think that's more something that I, I would normally maybe try shy away from. Um, but so looking into changing, um, you know, getting out of my comfort zone, I would definitely pick dodgeball. Oh, I love that for all those reasons. That's why I kept going back to this for you. <laughs> Yes, thank yes. you. <laughs> okay, so here we go. So we'll dive into our first official official question, which is how do you define creativity? Creativity. Um, I think that could come in so many different levels, whether it just be, um, you know, finding time in, in your day to, to journal, finding time in your day to um, do something that kind of brightens up your soul that, that makes you happy. Um, like, in fact, the, the, the reason why I started my business, Little Buddha, is because I, um, when I was working in finance, I felt like there was zero creativity whatsoever. And by making products that, you know, became really creative to me. And then now um, I'm also starting to realize that um, besides, you know, the work that I do, I, I really want to start incorporating more creativity into my life um, because that's when I feel at most at ease and at peace with myself. Um, so finding things like painting, just, it's just, to me, creativity, I think it's a way of expressing yourself in a more of an artistic way that makes your soul happy. Mm. Um, so, and like I just started belly dancing, um, uh, you know, finding, uh, reading books. So just things that make you feel alive. Um, I, I, that's what I feel like creativity is to me. Yes. Yes. There we go. As you were talking more, it was unraveling more. Yes. So way of expressing self that makes the soul happy and feel alive. Yes. A thousand percent. So before we kind of get into your journey more, I want to know, how do you like the belly dancing? It was really fun. In, in the beginning, I was a little nervous because I've never done anything like that before. Yeah. Um, but when you walked in, you could tell like there's a bunch of other women, they were all kind of nervous too. So mm -hmm. I you know, we were all went in there in, in the same mentality to kind of, you know, um, reawaken, you know, our inner um, woman, like feminine, and I, I don't want to say like sexual energy, but kind of almost like a sexual creative energy just amongst ourselves. Mm -hmm. um, and it, it was so powerful to just feel comfortable and, and wear, like a lot of the women were wearing just like a, like a sports bra and yoga pants and then like our little hip skirts and and just to feel comfortable in, in all of our bodies. And um, there's women of all different body shapes and sizes. And it, it just felt really um, comforting just to all be together and try something new and try something different and, and enjoy it. And uh, I made some really cool friends there. So it was a really cool experience just to like really let go and um, do something that I wasn't comfortable doing. So much of what I have a feeling we're going to talk about is getting out of your comfort zone and... Um... Yeah, I've just always wanted to do belly dancing. So you've just kind of re-expired and ignited me to be like, Hollis, what the hell are you waiting for? Um, but yeah, it is this reawakening, uh, like you're saying, and finding this community, finding this tribe. Um, I mean, I know your journey and I'm looking forward to, I know I'm going to learn more about you through this, but uh, I can say that I think community and really getting out of your comfort zone is something that you have become really an expert in. 
Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. I, I mean, even with me moving um, from Chicago to Tennessee, like I, I knew no one here. Yeah. Um, so to go out there and I'm definitely more of an introvert. Um, so pushing myself to go out and go on different like meetup groups, which is an amazing app um, that I've used since I've been here that I could find other people who like hiking or people who like kayaking um, and then getting out there and, and rebuilding that community because I had an amazing, um, you know, community back in Chicago and, and that was the hardest thing <clears throat> to move and leave that behind and recreate it. Um, but now I feel like with the community that, that I'm creating here, it's just very intentional. Like I get to choose who I want in my life. Cause I, I feel like maybe in where I was before people were in my life just because they were in my life and they were in my life for such a long time. Um, whether or not we really deeply connected anymore, but, um, and now I, I just feel like I have the ability to just really create and pick and choose who I want in that community now. Um, so that's been a, also a really incredible, um, experience as well. Can you please tell people, so let's tell people more about your journey and again, wherever you want to start. Um, but let's dive deeper so people uh we can get uh more of a feel for <clears throat> this world of finance to what i called it left finance to start our own eco-friendly skincare company yeah um so i would say this journey started about like five six years ago now um i was in uh i was working in finance for about 14 years um, I was managing banks for about 10 and then I was in wealth management for about four and I never really felt, oh, I would say the last four years in my finance career, um, I started to lose the passion and drive on what I was doing. And I was starting to kind of like question, um, you know, what, what my path was and was I going to do this for the rest of my life? And, um, I was also in a really long, a long-term relationship for about 12 years and that was kind of almost falling apart as well. And I went into um, really, really deep depression at that time. Um, I, I just felt lost. Um, every time I would walk into work, I, like my stomach would hurt. I, I feel like I'd want to vomit. Um, I even got so sick one time, I had to go to the ER. Uh, my wow. body would just shut down. And um, I mean, I was eating horribly um, I was drinking a lot, any kind of activity that I could find to numb myself, I mm -hmm. would do. Um, I, I mean, I even contemplated, um, like suicide several times. Uh, mm. and it, it was just a very dark time. And, um, thankfully I have a very supportive family and, and my mom, she's more of like a, a medicine woman. And we have a long line of healer, healer, healing healers in my family. Um, and she would always tell me to, um, look into doing energy work, like, like Reiki. Um, and, and what Reiki is, is like a Japanese, Japanese, um, form of, um, inner healing. And it could be really great to help people with anxiety, depression, physical pain, um, you know, finding their, their way back to themselves. And I always ignored it and ignored it, ignored it because I never thought I had time for it, or I thought it was weird. Um, and then finally I realized, uh, I needed something because I, I, I was so far off on the other side. And, uh, one time I went to go like a, to a flotation. Um, I don't know. Have you ever been to one of those? I have not. We looked into going at one point, but, um, no, I haven't. Well, they're really incredible. But if you have a chance, I really recommend it. They're really okay. incredible to meditate in. But um, so I was there and I was reading a magazine and I saw an ad for a Reiki class. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. So I ended up reaching out to the teacher and she reached back out to me and she said she had no idea her ad was even still like on out there. Um, but she happened to be having a Reiki class. So I joined her Reiki class. And that when I joined her class, it was almost life changing because I found other people who were also going through the same struggles the same journeys that they were all kind of looking for something but they just didn't know what mm -hmm. and um i started to learn reiki and i thought it was just going to be for like myself um at the beginning and um 
and I started to do like Reiki on myself and it kind of just started changing um, the people who were starting to come in my life. It started to change how I was starting to feel. Um, things around me felt like they were falling apart even more. Um, so I started to see a Reiki practitioner and she really started to help me um, kind of let, let go a lot of things and, and work through things. It's almost like a, a deeper form of therapy, mm-hmm. I'd say. And um, eventually I started to kind of recreate, uh, reconnect with my creativity because I had lost that completely uh, when I was working in the uh, finance world. And when um, I started doing Reiki, then I started to look into kind of what was going into our food and really learning about, you know, all the chemicals and toxins that are in our foods. And that kind of led me to looking at, you know, what products we're using on our, on our bodies. And then I was even more blown away by all like the horrible toxins and chemicals and hormone, um, you know, things that they're putting in our, in our products. And I was thoroughly blown away. So I decided to take uh, a candle and soap making class, um, at some, uh, he's a teacher and at his house. And, uh, I didn't tell anyone that I was gonna go to his house cause I thought everyone would have <laughs> crazy (laughs) and the only person that I told that I was going was my friend and then I had messaged her like right before I went to the class I'm like hey just so you know I'm going to this guy's house like if I end up missing this is where I was right and um thankfully he was a really cool um person and the class was supposed to be like 90 minutes I was there for like three four hours and and at that moment, I kind of knew like I wanted to open my own business because that's what he did. He just did soap uh, or he made, he had a soap company. And um, like I, I spent time, we, we started like making logos. We, I came up with the name of the company. Um, and, and the name of the company is uh, Little Buddha. And that came from my, my, the name of my brother because I used to call him my little Buddha because he is a very like old soul. And he inspired me to start my own business because he actually, left his finance career, moved to Dubai for a couple of years. Oh, wow. Yeah. And he, um, was a finance controller of a hotel over there. So I'm like, if he could leave his finance career to go do, go to Dubai to completely like different part of the world, like I could start a soap company and, you know, see what happens. Yeah. Um, so I started to do that. And I remember that the day after I left his class, I called my dad I'm like, dad, this, this guy, he makes soap. And like, that's what he does. Isn't that incredible? I'm like, I want to do it. He's like, well, then do it. I'm like, I will. <laughs> <laughs> I well, love that. Yeah, you yeah. you do have a, you always had a supportive family. Yeah, so they're, they're they've always been really incredible. And um, I applied for my first craft show without even having uh, a business. Um, and so it pretty much gave me a timeline to, to hurry up and start making product and um, and get things going. And I, I think in, in that lesson itself, like, you know, should I, have, you know, prepared more and done all these things, probably in an ideal world, but at least it started to put the fire under my butt. And it yes. um, so I feel like a lot of times people like come up with really great ideas and then they're like, Oh no, I have to have like this done and this done and this done to have things perfect. And I'm learning. It doesn't have to be perfect. Just do it. Yes. Um, yes. So that was kind of a really incredible part of like the beginning of the journey and just like figuring it out as I go. Um, and, and then a little fast forward from there, um, my relationship fell apart. Um, I left my career about six months after I started the company and um, I started traveling internationally. And um, it was like, that was kind of like the, another spurt of my or another jump off point of my next part of my healing journey is learning how to live uh on my own mm-hmm. and start a company and and you know thrive because it was just me and you know making money for myself mm-hmm. um which was scary and exciting at the same time mm-hmm. um and then now um you know i moved my business from chicago like I mentioned from chicago to tennessee and just kind of recreating my life again. So I just feel like I'm so thankful that I've had so many opportunities to kind of recreate life at different points in time, depending on, you know, what it is that I'm needing at that point. Um, And I'm I'm still doing healing work. Like right now I'm going through a three month um, shadow 
uh, work. So shadow work is just kind of like deep work of like kind of like the deeper parts of yourself, mm -hmm. acknowledging those and letting some things go and, and healing um, you know, those those relationships that you had with yourself that maybe are not the best parts of yourself. Um, and I, I'm just about to finish a 30 day detox uh, of juicing. Um, so that was like another whole other thing, like having to get rid of everything that I would run to with, with food and like to take away food, um, and just have juice. Like sometimes I notice, like I would just get angry and I, I wouldn't have anything to run to. So I'd have to like sit with it, understand why I'm angry and feel it. Um, and it, it's just been a very humbling experience to continue to heal and let go um, and, and shift and pivot when I need to. Um, so it, it's been such a powerful and, and it just reminds me how, how powerful I am and, and how important it is to really put yourself first. Yeah. Because um, I think right now, you know, in our, in our society, we're always told to like, you have to, you know, put others first or put your work first or, or do that. And of course your work's important, but I know when I don't put myself first, even before my own work, my work struggles. Yes. Um, so it, it's just, it's just been a really incredible journey. Even, even the past um, three months, there's been a huge transformation um, with the work that I've been doing. Okay. So there's so much that you said, there's so much more to say, but there's so much that you said, I want to kind of go back to when your mom would say, when she would mention Reiki to you, when you were in the finance world mm -hmm. and you ignored her, you said, you know, you're in the mindset of you didn't have time and all of this. Was there any, how did your mom react? Um, she just kept pushing for me to do it. Like she Okay, okay, well, maybe make time, maybe make time, and she, she just keep pushing. But like my mom is also um, a Scorpio like me. <laughs> so when mm -hmm. she has her mind on something, she will keep going. So, so I, I guess I, in my mind, I was wondering if it created um, an argument at all, or if your mom was just this force where she was kind of low key and low key but strong, where she would keep bringing it up to get it into your awareness. I mean, there's different times um, where there were some arguments, um, but overall, she, I think she knew I was struggling. Yeah. So she would try to find different ways to just show me how it was even working for her. Um, and when I kind of noticed even a change within her, I'm like, okay, there's, there's something here. Yeah. yeah. Um, there was a time actually, our, our relationship was kind of struggling. Um, and so she invited me to go to Mexico with her um, to visit her sister. And her sister is also like a, a healer. And so her sister was kind of showing me what Reiki was. And and then she she put my mom on a, on a, on a table, like a massage table. And mm -hmm. she kind of guided me how to feel even my mom's energy. And when I, when I myself felt it, I was like, whoa, like maybe this is real. Because um, I always just thought it was kind of like woo-woo stuff and I really didn't connect with it. So once I started to really understand that it was real and I myself felt it, yeah. I started to shift my own my own thoughts around it. Which goes back to the whole concept of you don't know until you know. Right. <laughs> like you just don't until you have your own awakening, until you have your own experience. Uh you have to actually feel it and see it to be like, oh, you can't explain you can't explain what depression is. You can't explain what it feels like to have a child. You can't explain what it feels like to be in an abusive relationship until you're in one. Exactly. And then the per until that person is in one and then they get it. They're like, oh, that's what it felt like. The whole time I was just discounting or or whatever. But um, yeah, you don't, you don't know until you know. Yeah. And and I, I think I'm very thankful to her to keep pushing and, and showing me that because I, I was very not willing to see it. Yeah. And I think once I got to the darkest part of, I would say my life. And then I'm like, Holy crap, like either something's going to bad happen here or I need to 
open up my eyes and, and try something different. It's this whole self-awareness thing and really um, getting to know ourselves. I feel like we spend so much time going, going, going and, you know, distracted, numbing out, like you said, all these things to numb. And we don't do the shadow work. We don't take the time to um, learn more about ourselves, the good, yeah. the bad, the ugly. Yes because we just are avoiding so we numb out and then it gets to a point usually where we hit a wall and it smacks us in the face like okay are you gonna wake up like what is going on yeah and and i mean even with me like numbing things were always really really big like whether it be with food dating alcohol um anything anything that i could do to avoid myself is what i would do Yes. Um, and, and it was interesting because last year I actually you know, was sober from, from drinking and then moving here to, um, to, to Tennessee triggered me to start drinking again because I felt lonely and I didn't know how to deal with it. And, um, now I'm, I'm back to being sober again. Um, so it, it, it's almost like a, the journey never ends. And yeah. like we're always going to do healing work and, and, and learning how not to go back to old habits is, is huge. Um, and like really connecting with yourself because sometimes that's the scary part. Yes. Yes. It's uh, so my husband was uh, reading the book and then I know a few other people who've actually gone to his program. Uh, Joe Dispenza. Have you ever been to any of his workshops? Yes. Yes. Yeah. He's incredible. Uh Oh my God, you actually went to one of his live? Yeah, like, so it was crazy. My my mentor, she invited me, she kept inviting me to go to his uh, in, oh, in-person workshop. And I was like, I don't even know who this guy is. And um, and so she kept inviting me because she kept inviting me. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to go. And I had the weekend that he was actually coming into, I think it was Texas in Dallas, if I'm not mistaken. Um, he, that was the same weekend um, that my ex had moved out a year prior. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, well, maybe that's a sign I need to go. And then when I went and I saw who he was, I'm like, oh, this is really powerful. And then after the event, then I realized who he was and all the incredible things that he does. I was like, holy crap. I'm like, I saw him in real life. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So I was just like, oh, my God. And I'm like, that's so cool. So wow. I, I so was you... there before, you, before I even knew how cool, he, how incredible he was. So the workshop was really powerful, huh? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm going to quote the name of the book wrong, but it's something to the effect of basically getting to know yourself or getting past yourself. And and anyway, the whole thing is, is that my husband kept saying to me, like when I all of a sudden I'm like, why does this keep happening? Or why does this? He's like, because we're addicted to our paradigms. Yeah. Like, even though they feel like crap, yep. we know what to expect. So we'll just stay in the same cycle because we know what to expect. It's it's a literal, there's a dopamine, there's a dopamine or whatever is given off in the body where <clears throat> it's a chemical reaction and we just, we just stay in it because we know what it feels like. Yeah. It's an addiction. Yeah. And, and, and he actually has, um, I think a book and a meditation about like breaking the habit of your, break, breaking the habit of being yourself. Yes, that's what the book is called. Mm -hmm. And yeah. it, it was such a part, even the meditation and like he goes back on like rewiring your brain and like when you want to go back to old thinkings or old habits, you like you stop and you say change. I think he was, he says in that meditation, like you're one choice away from making a different life. Um, yes. And so anytime I want to go back to those numbing habits, I'm like, do I want to go back to that? Yeah. Or do I not? And it's like, okay, no, I don't want to do that anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Which is actually where I want to touch on. Um, well, you said when you applied for your first craft show before you even had a business and this is actually taking action. This is this whole thing of, I am not overthinking. I am taking action to hold myself accountable. And like you said, give yourself a timeline and it's brilliant because nothing is ever going to be perfect. Nothing is ever going to be completely done in the right way per se, whatever right is. But when I was listening to somebody the other day, she was saying um, something that her professor said to her was before getting something a hundred percent of the, of it done, get it 70%. Mm -hmm. 
and hand it in, in, in the school setting, hand it in at 70% done and see what happens. And she found that she was getting for her, you know, really good grades and whatever, because she was just, wasn't putting so much pressure for this whole perfection thing. Yeah. Cause you think you need to be perfect and perfect and it's never going to be perfect. No. We'd be able to do something with it. So I want people to hear that is that if you have an idea for something that you want to do, take the scary, like Daisy is talking, this whole conversation is about getting out of your comfort zone and really facing yourself. So whatever that thing might be, just make the appointment, sign up for it, do it and hold yourself accountable for it. It's something to work towards. It's a goal. Yeah. And, and another thing that's really helped me take things to the next level is, is hiring, um, whether it be mentors, coaches, um, people to kind of help guide you and kind of be your sounding board when you know you need it or um, kind of help you from making the same mistakes all over again. And, and like you mentioned, having that person who keeps you accountable because sometimes you could tell your friend like, hey, I want to maybe eat clean for the next 10 days or something. And they're, they're, they're going to be there to support you, but maybe, maybe they're not the best you know person to help you through certain things. And the p- people that I've um, brought into like my circle have been such a tremendous like teachers, guides, helps. Um, like I have like a spiritual mentor. Um, I have a business coach, um, and it, it's really about investing in yourself to to make you um, the best version of yourself. Yeah, yeah. So on that note, let's lead into the second question, which is. For you, Daisy, how do you incorporate um, on the regular? We've spoken about so much already, but um, how do you incorporate more creativity into your own life? Um, setting aside time for myself, um, like even if it's not like an exact like an artistic activity, but like the, my morning routines mm-hmm. um, is something that's a non-negotiable for me, and that allows me to be able to be fully present in my day. Um, and allows to kind of get the creativity juices flowing. Mm-hmm. Like I'll wake up in the morning, I will go meditate, I will work out, I'll, I'll go kayaking if, it, if the weather is nice, or I'll go hiking. Um, it's doing some kind of activity that will allow those creativity flows, um, the juices to keep flowing. Mm-hmm. And um, setting a setting a goal for myself that every month or every other month. Um, learning something new like this this last six weeks I was doing belly dancing um I'm and then I'm looking at taking like a pottery class so just setting aside time for myself to do things that still allow that artistic flow to come in to my life Mm -hmm. I I love how first of all those things are it's key it's this constant thing of uh, of challenging ourselves or setting the goal of something that you want to learn and having it be fun. And you, ladies and gentlemen, you don't have to be great at everything. No, <laughs> you I'm can... not great at belly dancing, probably. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's it's a fun way. And I'm also like moving around, getting exercise, meeting people. Um, it, it's just doing something new. Yeah, doing something new. And maybe that thing that you have been wanting to do, but you haven't done in a long time and kind of reconnect with it. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and even now, like I know everyone's probably like, oh, I don't have time for a morning routine or I don't have time for taking classes. Um, but it's like, even myself, like I am busy running around, but learning how to prioritize time for yourself and whether like it, you know, if you have a partner, you know, talking to your partner and be like, hey, like, give me like an hour a week or setting aside scheduling in time, like in my morning, in my like morning planner, like I set aside, I block out time to do these things. Yes. And yes. That's what's really important because sometimes like, oh, I'll do that next time or I'll do that next time and then I'll do that maybe later. And then like you'll realize a whole year flew by and you did nothing. Exactly. Exactly. 
So it, it's just about being really committed to yourself and, and doing things for you. Because if you do not, like you said in the beginning, taking back to that, you would walk into work and feel physically ill to the point where you ended up in the ER. It can show up in so many different ways. It can show up in um, depression, like we talked about too, where you feel just completely disconnected from people and from yourself. You're just like a cranky mess all the time. When my daughter said to me, you know, what are you so mad at all the time? Are you mad at me? Are you mad at your job? Are you mad at yourself? Like, what are you so mad at all the time? Yeah. And it's because you're, you're, you're stuck. <laughs> you're stuck in this cycle and it takes it just by prioritizing time. That is the thing that, that can make me nuts is when people say, I don't have the time. I don't have the time. You have 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. You have 15 minutes. Everybody has that. And if you're doing it the right way, like for the people, you know, who would say who have a lot of money, if you're like, well, in order to make money, that's often the drive. I have to be doing, doing, doing. Well, the people that have the money have more time mm -hmm. because yeah. they, they know how to prioritize and they know how to schedule things out and do for themselves. Yeah. I mean, like maybe stop scrolling on your social media all day. And, and like, even with myself, like I'll look at like what I'm doing throughout the day. Like sometimes I'll do like an audit of my week and like, what did I do today that I feel like I don't have time? Am I sitting there scrolling on social media? Am I there like just researching things on YouTube? Am I watching TV? You know, yeah. like, and, and just paying attention to what you're doing with your time. I love that concept of a weekly audit. That's great. Mm -hmm. And when you were speaking before and uh, you beat me to the question, cause I've been asking people if they have a morning routine from the things that you said, meditate, workout, kayaking, hiking, to me, those are all a meditation. Mm -hmm. Even if it's a moving meditation, it doesn't have to be, people often have this idea. I think that uh, when you're meditating, you're sitting there, you know, in cross-legged position or whatever in silence of um, kind of thing. <laughs> yes. And it, it can be, I've heard so many beautiful things of what people say of, uh, one person said she gets up at 6am cause the dogs need to be let out. Uh, so she gets up, lets the dogs out, puts on music, has her drink as she's just standing at the door, looking at nature, watching the dogs run around like that's her morning routine. Yeah. And there's beauty in all of that. Yeah, of course. Like I, before when you know, I used to, you know, not be so connected with myself, I would just wake up, hurry up, shower, get out the door, get to work. And like, I would feel frazzled. Mm -hmm. um, so whether, whatever it is that, you know, you makes you happy in the morning, like set aside time. Like I wake up, I don't start work until usually nine, nine 30, but I'm up by like five thirty six. So I have that time to just dedicate to myself to have that peace and quiet. Um, I mean, some days I just sit and read and most of the days I'm out like doing some kind of outdoor activity, but just setting aside whether even me, if it's like 15, 20, 30 minutes, just for yourself to have that peace and quiet before your busy day starts is yeah. really important. So that stillness before we before we move on, I kind of want people to um, tell people, I want people to hear about how you found out about Tennessee, because I know you have, we said in the opening that you, in your bio that you have, uh, you know, a, a love of travel. What brought you to Tennessee and what made you decide to just up, upheave your life or whatever the word is? <laughs> um, so ever since kind of the beginning of, um, the pandemic hit, I was kind of going around and seeing where else I could see myself. You know, I was traveling all over the, the country on road trips and, and seeing like, you know, can I see myself here? I, I just knew that I love nature. And, and when, even when I lived in Chicago, I'd find a way to get into nature, but it just never felt like home to me. And I, and I realized I was always trying to travel and go somewhere different. It, it just didn't feel like it was my space anymore. And I've always lived in Chicago. I, I grew up there or in the, suburbs of Chicago. And, um, 
and I was traveling and looking, but nothing ever really felt exactly like the place that I want to be. And then one week, um, I think it was in August, if I'm not mistaken, July, August, um, 10 people talked about Chattanooga. And I thought that was super strange because I've heard of Chattanooga, but I just didn't realize it was such a cool place to go. <laughs> Since like 10 people talked about it, I'm like, well, I need to look into this. Um, so I booked a trip to check it out Labor Day weekend of, of last year and um, to go check it out. And then I went to like a woman's healing circle a few weeks before I was going to go uh, to visit. And I got this like really clear message that you're moving to chat, like you're moving to Chattanooga. And I was like, huh, okay. <laughs> um, so I, I kind of almost knew I was going to come live here before I even was here. And, um, you know, I had talked to my parents and my mom's like, I need to come with you, which I thought that was strange. Cause I've traveled internationally. I've traveled, I've traveled everywhere by myself. And so I was like, well, why do you need to come here? But it's fine. So she came with me and, um, we went to the Cherokee national forest at the, at the top of, uh, at the top of the mountain. Um, and like my breath was taken away. I was stunned with the beauty and the mountains and the, and the rivers and the lakes that you could see from up there. And I told my mom, I'm like, mom, like I'm moving here. And mm -hmm. she looked at me and she's like, I know. And, uh, and when we hugged and we had this moment and I went back, went back, sold my house in nine days and moved here less than a month later. Um, it was probably the best decision um, besides other things that I've done, but it, this has been probably one of the best decisions I've made um, you know, to be more closer to nature. And this actually feels like home. And, and since I've been here, like I've barely traveled just because I love being here so much that mm. I don't want to go anywhere else. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's, <laughs> that story is just so beautiful to me. And I love how your mom just really felt on this energetic level. She just wanted to be there with yeah. you. It's kind of like this birthing process. Yeah. You know, yeah. She, yeah. she wants to kind of see you in this new space and she wanted to just be there with you for this new birthing. Yeah. And I think she kind of maybe knew this was going to happen. So she wanted to check it out before it happened. Mm -hmm. Um, but she, she knew, um, and, and my family didn't quite like, are you sure this is what you want to do? I'm like, yep. I'm like, all right. So they helped pack up my house, packed up like a 23 foot truck and helped me move here. And they stayed here for a week to help me move in. Mm. And, um, now my parents were trying to move over here. Oh, great. Yeah. So that's, that's really, it'll be nice to have family here again when they move here. Um, oh, that's amazing. Yeah. So it, it's been, it's been really incredible. And I'm, I'm so grateful. Like in the mornings, like when I'm kayaking, I'm like, this is what people go to vacations for. And like, yeah. I live, and I live here. <laughs> I get to do this every day. <laughs> yeah. Like this is my life. This is my vacation life. And it's, it's just really incredible. It's really incredible. I was watching on, I saw one of your reels and you were under, you were in a waterfall. Yeah. 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 And that just made me smile. I actually was looking at it last night and I just showed my daughter. I'm like, this is just making me smile because you just look so freaking happy. It's incredible. Yeah. That was uh, this past weekend. I went on Sunday. Wow. Wow. So before we get to the last question, I want you to tell people about your actual skincare company. Yeah. Um, so Little Buddha is a, um, so it's a woman owned and it's an all organic and natural eco-friendly skincare company. Um, so all of our products, um, we make, I make things like soaps, um, bath bombs, lip balms, um, CBD products as well that are really great for pain, um, to help induce sleep, um, really great for like after workouts, um, and everything I hand make, um, in small batches, we use only natural organic ingredients. Um, a lot of companies out there use a lot of fragrance oils, mm -hmm. um, which are really harmful to, to your body in so many different aspects. Um, we only use pure essential oils in ours. Mm -hmm. And um, we also did a huge rebrand. So all of our packaging now is eco-friendly and mm. 
It's all either compostable, biodegradable, or recyclable. So I'm really excited. Um, about oh, that's that. great. Yeah, they're not only good for your skin, um, but they're actually really good for the earth as well. Mm -hmm. um, so it's a really amazing project to, to um, and then have our team grow. Like right now I have someone here um, helping me in person. And then we have um, three other team members who help me virtually. Mm -hmm. And we're hoping to get into a manufacturing space um, in downtown Chattanooga. It's about, it would be like a 2000 square foot manufacturing. <gasps> wow. That would be very exciting instead of, because right now everything is made in the garage. And if anyone knows, Tennessee summers are very toasty. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, so that's been kind of um, a learning process of learning how to make when it's like 100 degrees outside. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta love the learning curve. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and it, it was, it was a big move because in my old space, um, when I had my house in Chicago, my dad had built my whole basement to be a manufacturing space. So it, it was, it was a hard decision to leave that behind, um, and, and come into a space that's not, you know, very conducive to, right. to making it all times of the year. Um, but it's growing pains and I knew it, I knew I had to come here for a reason. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you're making it work. So here, this is kind of on the horizon, this bigger space. Yes. And I have no doubt that you will get to it. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. It's definitely been a journey, but, um, I, I wouldn't change it. Well, and I appreciate what you're saying too, that <clears throat> with the passion, this is, this is being, um, the entrepreneur and it being your baby. I understand this where you're down to the packaging, you're true to your word. Mm -hmm. So there's this, this whole holistic, this, this natural, this few ingredients, all of this, um, with your products and then taking it to the actual packaging down to every aspect of it, that it's biodegradable and, you know, it fits in the way that you want it to fit. I just completely understand that. It's just, it feels so good when you reach all those benchmarks, you know, for your product, you can sell it and be like, ha, ah, that's truly authentic. Yeah. I mean, I could stand, I, I use them every day and I feel like I could stand behind them, um, on all aspects of them. Mm -hmm. Um, so it just makes me feel proud that I feel that all my beliefs are within the company. Yeah. Do you want to, do you also have your, um, your Reiki practice, your energy practice as well? Yes, yes, yes. Um, and then I also have the energy practice, which is called Lotus Rising and, um, where I do energy work, um, with, with people and I do, I use different modalities within Reiki. Um, I do aromatherapy and I do crystal therapy, um, as well as biomagnetism, which is a really incredible, um, healing process with the use of magnets. Mm. I've um, heard of it, but I've never done it before. Yeah. It, it's all about kind of stabilizing your immune system with, with magnets. So you use different magnets on different points of your body to, um, eradicate different like bacterias, funguses, viruses that you may have that could lead to other diseases. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's really powerful, um, a really powerful process. I process, I actually, um, experienced it myself when I went to Mexico when I mentioned earlier with my mom mm -hmm. and I had this, um, this really big medical issue that they were saying could lead to cancer if you know, they didn't cut it out of me. And, uh, we, I went to Mexico and got some magnet therapy. And when I came back, they're like, oh, it's gone. <laughs> Like, oh you're, you're good. And I'm like, yeah, I know why it's gone. Um, so it, just knowing how incredible, like all these holistic, um, healing modalities have, that have helped my life. Um, so that's why I decided to learn how to do them so I could help other people, um, you know, continue to get healthy and transform their lives. But, uh, so I, I mix all those in with the work that I do, um, with, with energy work as well. Mm -hmm. And a lot of that work I do long distance. Mm. Mm -hmm. Wow. So you can do magnet therapy at a distance. Yes. Wow. Mm -hmm. Cause I know, I know distance Reiki. Um, but okay. That's amazing. 
great for people to know. See, people, you don't have to be in Tennessee. You can be anywhere in the world. I mean, you're more than welcome. Come visit if you'd like. (laughs) But yeah, um, yes. And that was one of the things that I really enjoyed is be able to really embrace um, the, the power of energy and how strong it is and how you really don't have to be in person. And that kind of even boggled my own brain. Um, because during COVID, um, I was always used to doing in-person work. And then with COVID, I, I, during the pandemic, I, you know, we had to move to just doing long distance. And then when I did long distance sessions, I'm like, holy crap, like this is still really powerful. Like people are still feeling the results. Mm-hmm. Um, even with me, not, physically being there with them. And I was really blown away um, by how people were feeling and and things that were coming into their lives, even long distance. Isn't it amazing? It's, and people, people may listen to and be like, that is so woo woo. Like, what the hell are you talking about? But it's real. I mean, we're all energy. Everything is energy. (laughs) You look at, there's energy between what you would consider nothing, just being the air that's energy. And um, it's just within everything that we do. It's within our words. It's it's just, it's it's everything. So there's just such beauty in the understanding of how powerful it is and that it's there's energy in your thoughts. That whole idea of when it's happened, when you've thought about a person and all of a sudden you see them or they reach out and completely oh, random, you know? That's the thing that makes me laugh the most is sometimes I'll think about somebody and then they'll either text or call me. I'm like, what? <laughs> again that happened (laughs) yeah it just kind of makes me laugh i know i know oh my gosh okay so the third and final question which is pretty much everything we've been talking about it but what we've been talking about but it kind of wraps it up and puts a nice little bow on it as to why do you think creativity is important creativity is important because i think it's the very essence of our inner being and it kind of brings upon that childlike mentality and joy that I feel that as adults we all lose contact with Mm -hmm. um like when we see kids they're just laughing they're free they're carefree they're just enjoying life and as adults I think we move further away from, from that and I feel like if people allow and make space for creativity that can bring that kind of more childlike joy back into our lives again Mm. allow the space Mm -hmm. yes and i have to say like even when i've seen kids that are more on the serious side you know we all have different personalities and different ways that we go but when you see kids that are like so rigid Mm -hmm. it hurts my heart (laughs) Because I'm like, what is going on? There's something going on of why this is happening. Yeah. I mean, and I think sometimes it's technology. Like all, all these kids are like on their iPads, on their cell phones. And like, I, I was never on that stuff when I was little. I was outside playing with bugs all day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and playing, I don't know, dodgeball maybe. All, 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 and just being outside. And, and I feel like sometimes... And then also this is a different world. There's a lot more, you know, different types of stresses that, you know, young kids have to go through. Yes, it's true. But just, just really allowing that creativity. I I know when I allow that creativity, um, I, I just, I myself become a better version of me. Yes. Yes. And embrace the, uh, firefly. If you are in a place where they have fireflies during the summertime, that brings the biggest smile to my face every time. My kids are always kind of like, uh, you're such a weirdo. (laughs) They're like, you know, older. They're 19 and 22. I'm like, fireflies, it's officially summer. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I love it. Even here, like, I've never seen so many before. So it kind of reminds me of like a child that I remember would run around and chase them. Yes. Put them in jars. Did you take caterpillars and put them in jars with grass on the stick? I, you know what I would do? I would put worms in my pocket. Oh God, did you? I did. My mom was like, what is wrong with you? And I was like, well, I want to take them home. She's like, you're killing them. Stop doing that. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh. Um, laundry and find worms in my pocket. It was really good intentions, but that's really disgusting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. uh, you just reminded me my daughter would uh, at the beach when there's jellyfish 
in the ocean she would her and her friend would collect them almost like pancakes Mm-hmm. and just have them stacked in their hand. So it wasn't a question if there was jellyfish in the ocean. It was just kind of like Skylar and Barry were finding all the jellyfish and just like literally making pancake stacks. And sometimes she would take it and like make a bracelet out of it and put her, I'm like, that is so disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you're having fun, but it doesn't have red in the middle, so you won't get stung and it's already dead. But oh my God, that's so gross. <laughs> that's too funny. So like things like that, like when you're little, you just do things that are are fun. And yeah. as adults, we we think too much about everything and we lose that fun part. So true. So on that note, can you please tell people how they can connect with you? Yeah. Um. So you could find me on Instagram or Facebook, and it's uh, at Little Buddha by Daisy, or you could shoot me an email at. Um, little Buddha by Daisy at gmail.com. Or last but not least, uh, my website as well. Um, and that's www.littlebuddhabydaisy.com. Perfect. Very easy to remember. Straight into the point. So, on that note, are there any final words or anything that you want to share before we say goodbye? Well, I just want to say thank you for having me. Um, And then also go out there and do something that makes you happy every day. Yes, 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 yes. I am so happy. Thank you, Daisy, so much for being such an inspiration. I am so happy that I know you. I cannot wait to meet you next week as you come up and uh, to be on the TV show. I'm just truly grateful. Thank you for everything that you do. Thank you so much. And thank you for having me. I look forward to see you, seeing you in actually real life next week. Yay! <laughs> so fun. So this is everybody why we do the things that we do when we actually open ourselves up for this expansion and meeting new people. Daisy was in one of my multi-author books and uh, she was all the way in Tennessee and I'm in New Jersey and I have a TV show and she is going to drive up to be on the show. And I would not have met her if it wasn't for the amazing um, ability of the computers and and everything that we have now, technology, and just so truly grateful. It's all about connection. Yes, yes, yes. It really is. All connection. So Ladies and gentlemen here live, so appreciate you, those catching the replay. This space is all about inspiring each other, connecting and sharing stories. So please like, follow, share, all of that good stuff because I believe we've always needed it, but I think we need it now more than ever. We need to be there for each other to feel more connection and more inspiration. So on that note, I wish you a good morning, a good afternoon, a good evening, wherever you are in this world and look forward to chatting with you soon. So goodbye, everybody. Bye, Hal. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Feeling inspired? Let's just get rid of this. Throw away this whole perfectionism thing. This whole concept that we have to know how to do everything. You know what? You don't. (laughs) Let's just do things and try things and realize what we like and what we don't like. It's all part of the process. The self-awareness feels so good. You feel more connection to yourself, connection to others, and huh, be a happier, more joyful person. Just imagine that. So you are where you are in the process. So you can dip your toe in the water to try new things at a slower pace, or you can dive right in. Here at I Am Creative and Express Yourself Publishing, we meet you where you are. So there are so many ways to check us out. Explore our experiential kits. They have everything in them that you need to try new things. You don't have to buy anything else but this kit and just explore. There's Creative Shui, which is seven elements to join happiness. Through the Publishing House, Express Yourself Publishing, multi-author books, copy books, solo book opportunities. It is all about expression, all about it. And it's again, just trying these things and realizing what you're good at. Don't all of a sudden think that you only fit into one box because we don't, we are not made for boxes. There is also my TV show, I Am Creative. Check it out. The links are all in the body of this podcast. You can just click the link. And you know what? Don't say, oh, maybe I'll check it out tomorrow. Life's too short. 
just click it, see what it's about. There is honestly no judgment. It's all about exploring the possibilities, expressing yourself, and expanding your thinking. I will give you the website, which is IamCreativePhilly.com. So IamCreativePhilly, P-H-I-L-L-Y.com. And just remember that you are an expressive being, so own it. I am looking forward to hearing your story, because we all have one.